Yeah, it was good. Welcome back to the spot. Um, another episode of For the Culture, a podcast by us, for us. As always, I'm Bear. With me right now, I got my man Mac. What's good, people? We got Kia. Hey. And we got a special guest today with us, another friend of ours. It's been a it's been a booty munch of a marathon. We had Zoe, we had Bria, and now we got we got Muff with us. Say what's up to the people. Hey y'all. Yeah, yeah. So um <laughs> we're gonna start this off a little differently. Um we're gonna play a game called Black Card Revoked. For the listeners who don't know how this game works, pretty much if you black, you get it right. If you're not black, then it's gonna show when you get your card taken away. <laughs> pretty much. So I'ma ask I'ma ask these three some questions, provide some answers. They give which answer they feel is the the blackest answer, which is probably the most accurate, and you go from there. If you get through, you get um, three wrong, your black card is revoked, and we keep going. All right? Okay. Damn, I'm, I'm scared. scared to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, the first question is, if Young Metro don't trust you, what might Future do? A, call the police. B, beat you. C, Fight you or D shoot you? D. <laughs> All right. That's Kia said. Can D. you read the question again, please? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh I got you, Auntie. I got you. Yeah, because Young Metro don't trust you. If Young Metro don't trust you, what might Future do? <laughs> you need the answers again? No. Uh, I'm going to go with. Damn. <laughs> oh, you can't I'm going to say you, shoot you. All right. <laughs> Mac. Yo, yeah, Metro don't trust you, you're going to shoot you. I think that was yes. D. Yes, if sir. Yo, Metro don't trust you, I'm going to shoot you. Yes, oh, sir. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't no. She just went with D, I'm, so she ain't no No, no, no. I really didn't know. I went because that's what Kia said. So I'm like, let me let me play it safe. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Question number two: What might Mama tell you before going into any store? Oh, a, I know this. don't touch nothing. B, don't <laughs> ask for nothing. C, don't lick at nothing. Or D, all of the above. All of the above. All of the above. You get that little little pep talk before you get out the car? (laughs) Before you get out the car, before you get inside the store, when you're in the store, it doesn't even matter. You could be looking at something and she would say the whole speech over. Yo. Right. Didn't I say before we got out this car? Right. All right. Third question. What might your mama tell you you need in order to get some McDonald's? A, a job. B, a clue. C, good grades. Or D, McDonald's money. McDonald's <laughs> money. McDonald's <laughs> money. Hey, I'm going to take McDonald's money for 500 Yes, sir. <laughs> well, see, that go for anything. <laughs> Mom, can I go to prom? You got prom money? You got oh, no, get that. When you when you when you go to a restaurant and like I want some chicken tenders, we got chicken tenders at the house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, or or when you outside, one. you get mother be like, it's food in the house, and it really don't really be food that you want. 
That's a fact. For real. Be nothing but some damn turkey and cheese in the fridge. <laughs> you better make you some noodles. All right, that's the first four. These these next questions are gonna get a little gonna get a little rougher. All right. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Oh, I love this. Gonna get a little rougher. I'll die for you. <clears throat> Question five. Who is the founder of Motown Records? A. Mm. Michael Jackson. B. Quincy Jones. C. Barry Gordy. Or D. Smokey Robinson. Ooh, I think it's, it's I feel between like, B and C, I believe. I feel like C fits. I feel like C feels right. C, so C feels right? C. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm thinking B kind of feels. I'm thinking B kind of feels Okay, right. most said B, kids said C. What you got, Matt? I ain't gonna hold you. Answer choices, if you don't mind. Answer choices and no cheating. was A, Michael Jackson, <laughs> B, Quincy Jones, C, Barry Gordy, or D, Smokey Robinson. Mm. Ooh, it sounds like it could be C. Yeah, no, you, you already said B. I'm going to stick with B. No, no, I'm going to stick with my answer. Hey, I'm going I'm I'm to roll with C. You're going to roll with C? C was the oh. answer. It was Barry Gordy. Oh, yeah. See, I, I knew it sounded right. Yeah. And the second time he said I, it, just yeah. I think Motown was in the 80s, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. I think so, yeah. yeah I think it was in the 80s. Mo- right? Wasn't the late 70s, the early 80s? Something like I that. Think, I, I think, think, yeah. I think, is, if I'm not mistaken, is it is Motown when Michael Jackson first did the moonwalk, or was that the Apollo? Mo- that was Apollo. That was the Apollo. Apollo. Okay. Right. right. All right. So, motherfucker got one. Well, damn. Nah, nah, nah. Be back up. Yeah, be back up. <laughs> nah, Kia winning because I didn't got everything. Mac and Kia got everything. Mac and Kia talking. They, they both got them all right. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's, that's true. true. I can't wait to, <laughs> right, I can't, next, next I can't wait to revoke your card. All right. <laughs> all right. Next question. It's looking like I'm the one that's going to get revoked. Who yeah, wrote the speech, Ain't I a Woman? A, Harriet, Harriet Beecher Stowe. B, Sojourner, Sojourner Truth, C, Harriet Tubman, or D, Phyllis Wheatley. And B, what's, the, what's the name of the... Uh, who wrote this speech, Ain't I a Woman? Can you say B? Yep. Can, you, can you please give me the choices again? Dang, Auntie. A, Harriet Beecher Stowe. <laughs> B, Sojourner Truth. C, mm-hmm. Harriet Tubman. Or D, Phyllis Wheatley. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know this one, oh, but I'm. Uh, oh, I don't know this one. I'm being honest. <laughs> um, so, what does that count? Do, do we allow people to guess, or is like if you don't know? That's <laughs> nah, if you don't know, you don't know, bro. It's over. With. I'm, right, I'm, that's, I'm, that's I'm gonna be strike. honest. With you. The, the answer is B, and it's a shame because she fought for y'all women rights. But you don't even know that. Yeah, that's that's a hey, that's hey, a hey, hey, hey. that's Hold a on. fact. I said B also. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Well, well, he, he, he didn't say you. He was like, well, I know you're talking to me, but that's <laughs> Well, shout out to my girl, Susanna. Wait, I gotta be Susanna. honest. But, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, answer Sojourner like, Truth. I don't see. Shout out, shout out to my Sat- 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 right. black history. Shout out to Black History. <laughs> This one, I don't really expect the women to know this, but Mac, you can't let us yes, down. Sir. I got to represent for the brothers. I'm already knowing. 
Who was the first black heavyweight boxing champion? A, Mike Tyson. B, Joe Lewis. C, Muhammad Ali. Or D, Jack Johnson. I, 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 I think that was Jack Johnson. I'm going to go with um, I, I think the it was Jack Johnson, one. too. I know it's. I don't think it's Muhammad or, uh, Lee or the, Mike it, Tyson, but I don't. If I do get this right, I mean, if I do get this right, shout out to my granddaddy, real nigga. I mean, honestly and truly, <laughs> though, honestly and truly, though, it's 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 it is a process of elimination. For real, for real. Yeah, I don't. But I don't know who the second dude is. Who's the that's second the guy? Thing. So I'm gonna just Joe Lewis. Oh man, gosh. Yeah, you see, what I'm saying that's yeah, process of elimination. Now I think about it. Yeah. Okay. All right, so um, and who was the last person? Jack Johnson, John Lewis, and Jack Johnson. I don't know those two, so but Jack Johnson, I'm gonna pick him. All right, Kia said D, Max said D. What you want, most? This your last one, you out. I'm, I'm going with them, what they said. <laughs> 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 I'm thinking a wild guess All like right. he did because right. I Jack know it was somebody before. It was Jack I know it was somebody before Muhammad Ali. I know it happened. It was Jack Johnson. Dang, ain't nobody taking my black card away. Now these last two, if you don't know it, you ain't no guessing. It's either you know an answer or you don't. These last couple. Uh oh. <clears throat> What famous author wrote the book, Their Eyes Were Watching God? A, Maya Angelou. B, Zora Neale Hurston. C, Toni Morrison. Or D, Nikki Giovanni. I'm going to just be honest and say I've I'm never a, heard of that book can ever you, um, Can life. you repeat oh it? Somebody, somebody okay, called I'm, me. I'm a, I have to hang up. I'm going to let y'all answer first because I want y'all to piggyback off my answer. But I, I, I love right, it. So to repeat it for Muff, to repeat it for uh, Muff, who was the which yeah, which famous author wrote the book? Their eyes were watching mm-hmm. God. A. Maya mm-hmm. Angelou. B. Zora Neale mm-hmm. Hurston. C. Toni Morrison. Or D. Nikki Giovanni. I've never heard of this book, but I'm, I'm gonna say. Uh, B. I, I, you never heard of the book? You okay. can't go. No guessing. Mac. Well, no, I no, I choose B. You can't tell me. Ain't no me guessing. Ain't no guessing. Hell no. I <laughs> Ain't <me>. no guessing. <laughs> nah, I said what I yeah, said. You got a strike, though. Ain't no guessing. Right, oh, it ahead, is. Mac. Everybody done? Okay, you said no mm-hmm. guessing. Uh, 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 no, no, it ain't no guessing. It, it was definitely Azora. Look, it, it was asking me. That's what I said. No, but you 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 started off saying I never heard of that book before, so you can't you can't provide an answer. But I had a okay, just because my ancestors in spirit told me the answer. No, that's that's what it is. Okay, look, 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 look. So they told you my ancestors. So they told you who the author was. And listen, I know I I know it's been a while since I heard about this story, but I think the lady name was like a a Janet or a Jane, and I may be wrong, so I apologize if I am wrong. But despite like the struggle she went through, it was talking about like marriages and her roots and mm-hmm. like how to find her regret and fears and like she spoke to other people about her unrealistic dreams. And people were like, mm. bro, that junk that that's that's preposterous. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like saying I'm gonna land on the moon one day. You know what I'm saying? So she talked about people about dreams is unrealistic, kinda like how modern day 
I was to talk to one of y'all about a dream, not saying y'all would doubt me, but mm-hmm. I know y'all wouldn't, so I'm gonna talk about somebody else. See, I go back to the hood where I'm from, I'm from the country, and I talk about, man, one day, bro, I'm gonna run NASA. Man, you crazy. You know what I'm saying? They wouldn't believe me. So that's kind of how, like, either Jane or Janet, I can't remember which one it was, she talked about her unrealistic dreams of other people, and they like, but you sound so crazy. But it's just like small-minded people you can't be around, man. I love that book. If you ain't read it, go read it. Mm. I saw. Did you know? Right did now, you know that before you that? read the question, Dan? Did you know the answer? Did I know yeah. the answer? Oh, yes. okay. Just ask. I knew about that. Yeah, I took a um, I took an African history class in college. I did too. African American history. And they took. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, and, yep. and when you talk about the women, mm-hmm. Zora Neale Hurston is a prominent figure. Mm. Thank you. Um. I wouldn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we gonna anyway. we we gonna let the the listeners decide on that. As far as the game goes, Kia got a point because we said no guessing. But if y'all wanna let her slide, we'll let her slide. So uh, Muff is out. Her card has been She's revoked. Kia got one strike. <laughs> Mac is Mac is still clean. It's over. <laughs> now this one, this one, uh, this one can go. It's a toss up. What's most liable to get you cussed out at the cookout? Oh, wow. A, mess up the potato salad. Mm. B, renege during spades. C, don't bring nothing at all. Or D, walking in and not speaking to nobody. Ooh. B. B? Mm. B, reneging in spades. Mm. Because if you're from my family. No, if you're from my family. Mm. Then it's, it's B. It's pivotal. It's B. It's pivotal. It's pivotal because it depends on families. Because to be honest, to be honest, do. in do. my family, I gotta say E, and you didn't get an answer short E, but it's all I, of the above. I was thinking E, too. all of the above. He didn't even say E. E is all of the above. But he no, no, it. not E. Now, the last one was walking in is, and this, not speaking. This That's is the thing. The this is the thing. This is the thing. All of these are situationally correct, but. It's a guarantee. If you walk in in a cookout uh, a and don't say nothing to nobody, that's the one yeah, I was going for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. if but you I'm walk wrong. in and don't say nothing, like it's who the disrespectful. That's your ass. That is disrespectful. That's your ass. And it's even okay, worse. Well, it's even um, worse when you bring a guest and they come in and you and they don't speak because anywhere I go, like even when my oh, friend yeah, be like that's, bringing that's me places, I'd be like, oh hi, hi. Because we all know when you walk in, the first people you're gonna see is grandma, auntie. Yeah, all like them. it don't matter where you at or yeah. who if somebody brings you somewhere, I just automatically say hi. And my friend be like, Why are you That's saying hi to them? Like, because so, this is not my house. I don't care who it is, I'm gonna speak. So Kia said B. I, I went, so that's too long. I, I went with D. No, yo, no, <laughs> no, no, he didn't. He said E. He said E. I said E, though. I said E. I said E. I did. No, I know. I mean, I take strike one. I know. I know. I take strike one. Jesus. Okay, so Kia said E. 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 You said they were all situational. Okay, which means kid. That they all so let it be known. Key is the one. Even if she wrong, she gonna find a so, way to so, be so, right. So, 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 she still got two strikes. So, so, Key still got two yeah, strikes. Because so like, the answer was D. Yeah. 
And I, but I, I'm I looking at the straight. answer say yeah. D. I, and I got one straight. That's cool. Yeah. We still got our cards. So yeah, for now, somebody about to lose it. Mm. All right. <laughs> so here's a good one. Who is considered the father of black history? A, Jesse Jackson. B, mm-hmm. Carter G. Woodson. C, Frederick Douglass. <laughs> or D, W.E.B. Du Bois. The father of black history. Mm-hmm. The father? Mm-hmm. I, I got to let her the answer father. first. Yeah. I got to let her answer first. No, nah, I'm gonna let you go. Man, okay. It's it's Car- it's Carter G. The Woodson. Father? They call him the uh, man. Listen, go ahead. Relax, relax. Go ahead. Go ahead. He's, you go ahead. said B. Kid, who you? The yes. father. Let me get. What's the options again? Jesse Jackson is A. Carter G. Woodson is B. Frederick Douglass is C. W. E. B. Du Bois is D. I don't like it. I see this is give the answer, but it don't give the explanation. But I think me and Matt got the same explanation going to tell you why. But I know the answer. I don't like I don't like these options. I'm yeah. gonna pass. <laughs> what? Yo, okay, okay, her black card, her black card is she lost. But, but, she but lost. Carter G. Woodson, like not only was he a former slave, but he pivoted around the time of World War One. World War One started around 1914, 1917. So I think he pivoted around like nineteen twelve to thirteen. But what I like about him, he was like an author. He was also a journalist. And then Debbie E.B. DeBose is like kind of piggyback off him. So, like, how can you not know the father of black history? I was going to say W.E.B. DeBose. He piggybacked off of him. Piggybacked off of him. Yeah, he picked it off of, piggybacked off of Carter G. Woodson. Uh, hey, shout out to my HBCU, uh-huh. Miles College, man. Ooh, ooh. But yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's funny. Yeah, man. He he but lunched, the um he launched the Negro History Week. Yeah, that's what I was finna get at. Yeah, Black History Month as we know it, Carter G. Woodson started it. It was Black History Week back then. Mm-hmm. Black, but yeah, Negro Negro History Week is what it was called. The Black History Month as we know I, it and now. I got, and I got a Negro question. History Week, and Carter G. Woodson started. That. I got a question. What college did he go to? And I know it's a, it's, it's just it's gonna be an uh, inference. I can find it out. Hold on. No, no, no. I know what college he went to. What college did he go to? I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say A. Um, we don't okay, know. Say, anyway, he went to Harvard. That's we got his PhD. He got his PhD at Harvard. I think the other colleges I can't remember, but the fact that he just went to Harvard for anything is just top notch. You know what I'm saying? Because we're talking about racism was really real back then. Right. And for him to make up, you know what I'm saying, uh, Negro Celebration Week that turned into Black History Month, bro, he's big. Yeah, that's real big. Yeah. Yeah. That's where you can, that's, that's what, that's the whole thing. That's why he's considered a father of black history because he started Negro History day. Week, which is Black History Month as we know it right now. Yep. Thank you. Carter G. Wilson. Carter, Carter, Carter Goodwin. Talk about Woodson, it. Actually. Carter Goodwin. Wilson. Yeah. Okay. Hey, that's my I fake name on a little good one, <laughs> but I ain't gonna tell my name. 
That's what you telling oh me. That's what you telling me. Name is when I, when I'm out of town. It's good ones. <laughs> That's funny as hell. Go. Yeah, true story. My bad. That's a fact. So that was a good game. You know, that's just something. I really think. I think. I think everybody should play that game at some point in life. Everybody should play. Definitely. No, you don't. That shit gone. I still got my. No, you don't. Card, so. I, I left out there with one strike. Uh-huh, I said had, three. Kia, what the hell? Strikes. I only had three. Man, do you play baseball? Three strikes. Yeah, I baseball? said three. If it was four, if it was four, Muffer still have a card. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, That's Next crazy. Game. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> what was that? I think we lost most. Okay. I think we lost That's no big deal. That's fine. She come back, she'll come back. We'll catch up. But moving forward. Um, I'm sorry, y'all. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> All right. Moving so moving forward. forward um, I heard that Black Panther 2 is, is set to release next year or the year after. Something I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. But... We can look back at the first Black Panther movie that came out a couple of years ago, and I feel like as the, when you look at the protests and stuff, uh-huh. the divide that was in that movie is very prominent in the blacks in the black community now. Like we got our Killmongers, and we got our T'Challas. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, so what's y'all take on that? Like, how do y'all? What's the correlation y'all oh, see between man. that movie oh. and right now? But before we get into that, bro. Not only are we talking about Black Panther, but it did just released that Spider Man is black, y'all. Oh yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah. Yo, yes, they just sir. released what? Black? Is black. Wait, you talking about uh, like a real life like, movie like or Spider Man is black? Mm-hmm. Spider Man's gonna be black. Like in the right. next Black Panther, he's gonna be black. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, for real! I didn't know that because you know, I didn't even know that. You know, like this didn't Spider Man? He Spider Man died in like Endgame or something like that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So they, they yeah, yeah, that oh, character so died off in Endgame. Man, I didn't oh, like that Spider Man. By the way, yeah, I didn't like that one either. Tobey Mag- Toby Maguire is yeah. forever the best Spider Man. I don't care what nobody say. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Tobey Maguire. Yeah, he's talking about the I say you marry. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> hey, the, 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 you know how strong the power of pussy is, but we're gonna talk about oh. another thing. But it's, whew, hey, every man. real nigga died because. Of hey man, but we're gonna talk about hey, that another day. <laughs> we gonna... That's God, a topic man. that I would like to be here for as well. So, I mean, depending on how these conversations go, we might end up. We might end up there some way somehow. This is very true. But um but I, I don't I don't I'm gonna switch topics. But you, you asked about Black Panther. Um, you know, I, I used to kinda like cover my third eye when it came out, you know, racial justice. And I say all that to say this, because I always thought like we was kinda above it because we had white people that was actually on our side. But the bad part about that was I think I said it before in a previous podcast. You had black people agreeing to the 1901 Constitution yep. that said we was going to be in slavery, and that was all for it. So for us to have a black superhero, our black superhero can be anybody, because not, let alone all superheroes don't don't wear a cape. 
That's a fact. So my black super my, my black superhero could be Martin Luther King. Or if you're a more violent type, Malcolm X. Or if you're you know, if you're better than that, Muhammad Ali. I mean, he was a boxer, but he was also very pivotal at like what he did, what he said, what he quoted. He spoke his mind. He sat in jail because he didn't want to be drafted to the army. So your black superhero can be anybody. But for Black Panther, it was no really like white superhero equivalent. And like he was given a country. And like the racial politics that was going on, uh, T'Challa, his blackness and Wakanda, and Wakanda, excuse me, and Wakanda was a heritage, like a, it was like a source of pride. Let's get some context on that. Not only was he given a country, Wakanda was the most technological advanced country, period. You cannot fuck with Wakanda at all mm-hmm. unless Wakanda said, come on in. Like, let's just throw that context on there. Like, nobody else. And the Marvel Universe, whatever, whatever you want to look at, DC, none of them countries or whatever equates to Wakanda at all. None of them have yes, vibranium. Oh. But um and and that's that's a big thing. And I think um as far as pride goes, like it's two it's two sides of the ball. Like you got to you got T'Challa who was so prideful in being the king and keep and preserving, you know preserving his people and all his other stuff, making sure Rakana stays secluded and make sure they keep thriving. Then you had Killmonger, who had, dare I say, a stronger sense of pride because he knew nobody could challenge Wakanda and take what we got, weaponize that in a sense, and make the change that we need instead of running away and hiding in a hole, so to speak. I feel like Killmonger was more of a exactly exactly. Mhm. Absolutely. Exactly. He, was the most like, woke he too. saw stuff from a, from a lens that T'Challa couldn't even fathom, honestly. Because he was on the outside, like he, like honestly. you said, he was in he was in the military. He was high grade in the military. He was on the outside, on the other side of the fence. Um. So he saw how everything was and how mm-hmm. the value that we really didn't have as a people. And he saw that the change that we could make, if like like we saying now, if we detach from the from quote unquote white America mm-hmm. and feed into us as black people, mm-hmm. nobody could challenge us. That's that's true. That's what I was nobody. saying the other day. Black people are so smart, but I feel like we we don't really hold ourselves to those standards, bro. Like, hold accountable for what we are really capable of. It's and it's it's mm-hmm. it's so funny. Like, we talk about like I heard somebody talking about Black Wall Street uh-huh. a couple of days ago. Black Black Wall Street, for those who don't know, was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, early 1900s. I think it started in 1906, mm-hmm. and it like was destroyed around 1921. Mm-hmm. Um. But I was looking yeah. at that, and all the finances and money and all the uh, everything stayed inside of Black Black Wall Street. There was no outside money coming; in. everything circulated inside of Black Wall Street. And it's been recorded. There was a guy, um, can't remember his name, but he owned like the buses, like the transit and stuff. 
And he said he would make a salary on average mm-hmm. of five hundred a day. Mm-hmm. Now we might look at five hundred dollars and okay, cool, that's good money in a day, but it, it doesn't hold the same weight. Right, five hundred dollars a day today is equivalent of making thirteen thousand five hundred dollars in one day. Mm. That's the equivalent of, of what it is in twenty twenty. Mm. And you got to think about that. Like mm-hmm. there was, um, like plenty wealthy and high end like high-end living black people inside of black wall street like i'm talking about we had hospitals we had schools we had churches we had all of that everything and what happened was it's not that black black wall street crashed as some people may try to you know package it white people came in and destroyed black wall street Right, they literally, in and fucked our shit up because literally they didn't want to see us be great. All because of some lady saying that some men mm-hmm. and, and they just jump. The white folks thought that they could take it into their own hands to get quote unquote was destroy us. All they wanted to do was literally bring us that shit down. to the ground. Same thing in Central Park. I don't know if a lot of people don't know this. Central Park in New York, before that was there, it was a thriving black community where Central Park was. They came and burnt that shit to the ground. Wow. They afraid of us being great because they know that if we up there, we would Damn. knock them a out lot, of the park. A lot, a lot, of, exactly, that's a lot. Exactly. So and um, I know y'all heard me talk about it in previous podcasts. I said What's more scary, What's more dangerous than a one black man, one black educated man with power and knowledge? Two. What's more dangerous than two? A community. Well, Black Wall Street was a community of prosperous African Americans that like yeah. they were just all for everything. Like they had they they flourished in all types of black businesses. Kind of sort of what's going on to this day. Like we have the opportunity to build to build Black Wall Street once again. Because mm-hmm. we, we have way more opportunity and way more resources than we did back then and now. Because that was what back in like the nineteen twenties, right? Like early nineteen, it, it was thriving like, in nineteen oh six and all that other stuff. And like, come on now, I gotta just tell me nineteen oh one Constitution and then the civil the the, the uh, first World War One was nineteen fourteen, nineteen seventeen. Next one. So while the war was going on, Black Wall Street was thriving. It, 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 that's that's pivotal. That's major. Mm-hmm. And it only and, takes one person to destroy it. Man, listen. But and, and, and you know we we like to we like to take stuff around full circle. Remember that um that first barbershop talk we did. We talked about leadership. Exactly. Black and and then during Black Wall Street, yes, we had and because back then now the women the women back then wasn't like the women now. They didn't have the same privileges, even a mindset that the women now have. It was black men. Man, listen. You know what I'm saying? Back then, black women, they they couldn't go Mm -hmm. out without their significant other. You then they wouldn't allow out the house without your man on the side of you to let you know basically you was his. It's kind of odd. I'm sorry to say it, but using my vernacular, like walking a dog. You got to be right. You got to be on the leash next to me. Mm. And it's it's sad to say, but it's the honest to God truth. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, so y'all got nice. this privilege now to speak up and be adamant and prominent about things that you want to happen and want to change. Like, women argue for the, the glass ceiling, but now they're abusing the fact now that's going on. So, I mean... But 
Remember, like we talked about, though, like as great as our black women are today, they can only go so far. Their voice, their voice only reaches out so far because as great as they are, they still are like black women. And I'm not saying this to to talk down on our on our sisters, but that's just how it's set up for whatever reason. Yeah, because it's it's, you only can get to a certain point before they be like, okay, enough is enough. Right. Which is why, like, 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 me and Mac always say, brothers, we need y'all. Exactly. I, we need y'all. And, and since we on this topic, I'm gonna touch it since we own it, cause I, and then mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back to it. Um, the definition of culture. I'm gonna ask y'all, what are y'all? What is y'all definition of culture? We're for the culture podcast, but we never touched on it. What is y'all definition of culture? We're for the culture, so let's talk about it. What is y'all definition of culture? Mm. I let one of the girls get that first. Y'all go ahead. Ladies first. <clears throat> I'm sorry to put y'all on spot. I feel like no, it's... culture isn't culture isn't just one thing. It's multiple things that make up a community of people. So that could be art, music, and it's crazy that you say that because a lot of people won't say clothes. that. They be like, "Oh, it's like a black thing." If you really don't know, like anything. No, right, different but they, races have different cultures. That's it's true. It's who they are as people. You know, and I'm 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 gonna get his answer and let Matt go, and I'm gonna piggyback on it. But my definition of culture is just what Kia said. Like it's the it's the identity, the the arts, the advancements, the the social institute, like the institutions inside. Like there's so much that encompasses one's culture. Like when you look at let's say we look at a Chinese culture, mm-hmm. you know, they got, they have their idea. You know, a group of Chinese people in the Chinese culture when you see, that's just, if, I don't care if you've never, if you've never mm-hmm. seen Chinese people before, you can make, you can make, you can differentiate Chinese culture from say a Japanese culture. You can see the, the difference between the two. So I think yeah. it's distinct, distinct, uh, dare I say characteristics of a social group of people. Okay, so I, I right. say this, and this is just this is all opinionated, and I love y'all opinion. So, and I like the word bear use identity, because your identity is a part of your culture. Your identity should correlate with the person you are. So, the definition of culture is mm-hmm. who you are when nobody's around. I like and, that. And the example I'm going to give you is everybody have had that one job. Mm-hmm. That 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 you're doing you you doing probably enough to get by enough to get a paycheck, but mm-hmm. then as soon as your manager or supervisor or whoever it is at the time is over, you come in. Guess what y'all say? Hey hey yo, that go twelve, that go twelve. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey tighten up, tighten up. That go that go ball man, that go ball man. Right. But that's not the person you are, because you don't you shouldn't have to tighten up the person you are if you're already doing what you're supposed to do at the time. So it's not who you are when people are watching. It's the person you are when nobody's around. So your identity to always correlate to the person you are. So 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 you who you are who you are when nobody's watching. So your culture is it ties in with your dignity, dignity, integrity, and and and, and it correlates with your upbringing. Right. So let me piggyback on that. Um, We're still talking about culture and. And still talking about the correlation of Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I like I like this this I I don't I hate to use the word movement but that's what it is. I like this new movement that black people are to reclaim our culture, to reclaim our identity because for I want to say for for a while now um leaving up to maybe up to about maybe 5 6 years ago um black people we was trying to fit in with everybody. That's you true. Know, like it was white people got Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, like Jewish people have their things, um, Native American people have their things. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you wanted, even though they're still black, but right. you know, the they had their own. the Haitians had their own thing. When we talk about African Americans, mm-hmm. what did we have? We probably had hip hop. We probably had, but as far as like a culture, we was as a whole, basically trying to fit in where we get in. Exactly, we was lost, and I don't know, I don't know what caused it, but. Maybe like I said, five or six years ago, maybe a little sooner than that. But to my recollection, five or six years ago, we got on this wave to reclaim our culture, taking that whole vibe. That because mm-hmm. I don't care nobody say I love the '90s as a time period for Black people, mm-hmm. the late 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 '80s to early to mid '90s for Black people because we was living into what was what made us us, our culture, right. our vibe, our identity, right and now what I'm seeing is that culture that was bred at that time period mm-hmm. now, but it's almost um like built upon. Like it's a little extra now, you know? And like I dig it and I really right. do dig it. And you mix that with the whole we're not our ancestors type of thing. Like it's uh-huh. a beautiful thing. But I, I what I want to happen is like like Killmonger was saying, like don't have what we have and just keep it in a hole, you know? Just keep it keep it keep us in a little section. Black Wall Street was great, but it was still in a little corner of the whole country. Right. You know what I'm saying? Let's take what we have, our right. resources, our greatness, and expand it. Let's build it. Like there's a reason why white people have this power that they have because they took what they had, their strengths, and they expound upon it. Now, I'm not saying let's go and kill up right. a whole group of people and take their stuff. Let's let's not let's not become our oppressors. Right. But basically, basically, exactly. Let's people build people on that and expound what? and get people to be more unapologetic. So, Everybody so, says I'm so. unapologetic, but, but they, they really they really clothes. are not because it's the point where a lot of people wanted to learn to be pro back, but they don't want to sit and listen and learn to understand the culture because we have a lot of people that just be like oh it's whatever like they just like the fact that they just end somewhere like they don't have their own point of view on stuff like so that's why it's like we have to really teach our brothers and sisters so when shit oh excuse my language we're not supposed to be cursing on here but when when things come together and we all together and we all teaching each other and we all piggyback off each other we can go somewhere far because that's the only thing about a lot of different cultures when you see a lot of people they stick together they help each other but when you look into a black culture it's like Mm -hmm. we tearing each other down women is tearing each other down men is tearing each other down it's just like we have to stand together so we can be better, not fight right. each other because we are fighting something. Right. We fighting each other, but everybody else is fighting us. How can and, we fight each other when people is already fighting us? And 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 if I would and I would and I would mm-hmm. like just bring it back a little bit. 
me in my my opinion personally mm-hmm. uh this is my opinion though i say i say i say uh T'Challa, T'Challa, T'Challa. <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's Martin Luther King. Killmonger, kill, Killmonger, y'all yep. know I'm going with this. Absolutely. Malcolm X. Kia touched on that. Yeah, Kia yeah, touched yeah, on yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Killmonger is not, yeah. I mean, Killmonger is not the X. Because, I mean, because they both, like, concerned about black inequality by the time. So, like, okay, um, and I may quote this wrong, I'm sorry. What he said, uh, bear. What he said, bear me in the, uh, bear me in the ocean for my, my ancestors that jumped from the ships because they knew uh, death was be- death because yeah. they knew death was death better than bondage. That's yes, to, sir. To, to me personally. That's almost mm-hmm. the same quote I use when I say, "Lord, help me, please," because I rather die on my feet than live on my knees. Because same thing. I, a lot of a lot of Ooh, times, amen. I would not let my hyper masculinity go for nothing because I know my pride stood for a lot. Mm-hmm. So if they did it then, then I can definitely do it now. Now, if you were to ask me, would I take the Martin Luther King approach or the Malcolm X? To be honest, I would take both. True. You gotta find a medium. Like I feel like it's a medium. I, it's I, a medium. I, I was saying that. I was saying to my uncle. I feel like, what do you think would happen if Malcolm X and Martin Luther King sat down and came to a like? A plan together and mix both of their approaches. It, it would, it would, it would, it would have been a whole other different form of Black history that would have took place at the time because it was crazy. Because, because like, Killmonger and T'Challa, like T'Challa, like he was pretty shamed and like because he was he was derived. I mean, I mean, deprived of his structural pride, I mean, power as a king, but he's sitting here like, what you doing not working? Like, yes, we've been, like, Killmonger took the approaches. We've been held down for too long. We never even got our 40 acres and a mule. So, yeah, guess what? So Since, I don't even want that I, now. And, and nigga, and he, 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 he like, let me let me get a little, little, little less, let me dumb it down. He said, nigga, you ain't gave me my 40 acres and mule, nigga, it's called compound interest. I'm taking everything you owe me and more, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You ever a nigga ever owed you twenty dollars, but after so long, he feel like he owed you Interest, more. Than man, that. I need forty. I need, I need, I need more than that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna get it two ways. You gonna give it to me out this? Or I'm gonna take it out your tail. The choice is yours. <laughs> yes, sir. The choice is yours. My bad. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get back on my books. Yes, now. Sir. I had to show y'all I was still from the country. Yes, sir. The country for the Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> so okay um i want i want to i want to try to switch directions for a little bit and mm-hmm. we we talk, we see everything that's happened with george floyd which is great it's beautiful my question that i want to pose is why didn't this happen when trayvon was killed or why didn't this happen when sandra was killed why did all these extra other why did all these other lives get taken before we finally said you know what Fuck it. They're going to have to hear us. I, I feel like it's multiple reasons. One, I feel like I was, I was because having of technology and social as well. media, I, I, it's, I, so, it's so more advanced now. Like, you share, say you take a video and you share it. The next day, that that video could be viral. And it could be all over Martin, the world. His wasn't on video. It was 
neither okay. neither was Sandra Bland for real, for real. Because okay. yeah, we seen her getting taken out. Okay, the car, but, but what about the guy? See her I, die. Now, go ahead, go ahead. Now, my bad, G. And I and I did, you know, I, of course I prepared for this battle. So I did. Uh, I'm gonna take a moment. Of, I'm gonna take a moment of silence for everybody, bro. I'm gonna give me a second, and I'm gonna tell you every name that we should have been made an uproar about. It's not the first time. This- but we got, we got, we got Terrence uh, Crutcher, Walter Scott, Sandra Bland, Samuel DeBose, um, Eric Gardner, Oscar Grant, Trayvon Martin, Tamar Rice, Amar Aubrey. I may have said it wrong. Excuse me if I did. Brianna Taylor. George Floyd, um, yeah. And, and also another thing, I believe after um, Trayvon Martin and Sandra Bland, wasn't that when they started? Uh, that was around the era. Yeah, I think they. I, to be honest, I think they started talking about the body cams around the Trayvon Martin era. But they enforced it around the Sandra Bland. Mm-hmm. But but you know, but you know, the body yeah. cam is just a flick of the switch, like a light switch. Yeah, you can Are turn you that off. In and out your room. They could yeah. say, "Oh, they didn't cut it off." Yeah. you know, like that's not really guaranteed. And honestly, I feel like just because that they did the whole body cam thing, I feel like that's why most of us as black people quieted down. But I feel like we should have kept going just like we kept going for, um. well, right now, we still going for Breonna Taylor because people but, who killed you her, about this? they still you ain't been about arrested. This? My grandma always told me, don't nobody know how stupid or ignorant you is until you open up your mouth. How I'm going to fight and help defend for something I don't know nothing about. All I can tell you is that was wrong how they died or that was wrong how they were treated, but I can't explain you the structure and why. Mm. So what I look like telling you, if I, if, if I tell you, Kia, two plus two is six, and you tell me, Brandon, you're wrong, but you can't explain why or you don't know the real answer, then you should shut your mouth. Mm. Right. So... How do I supposed to come at you in such a way I don't know nothing about? Because I'm ignorant. I'm ignorant. I'm not knowing. The, the definition of ignorant is not knowing. If I'm not knowing, I just know I'm supposed to be mad. Now, then I ask you, and I get down to the deep and crevices of everything, and I ask you, what you mad at? I don't know. A black man died or a black woman died. But that's it. Mm-hmm. That's but my that's, fault, but that's but it. That's you sound stupid. Cause you don't know, you don't know what you're really fighting for. Cause I mean, that you. Wait, are you are you are you talking about in specifics? Whole... I'm talking about what, how what are you talking about. Um, in I, I, I want to like... it back and like how we uproared about George Floyd, but not Trayvon Martin. Like, why did we not uproar about Trayvon Martin, but we uproaring about George Floyd? And you went to say, <laughs> and you went to say technology. But I'm also saying, like, oh, yeah. people ain't even fought true. To, they, like, people went kind of yeah. crazy for George Floyd now, but they didn't go so much for Trayvon Martin because they didn't have enough or they didn't know enough. But, man, you know, sometimes people think, like, enough is enough. Right. But, you know, I um, I think. Go ahead, Mo. Right. Sorry. You know what about Trayvon Martin again? When it happened, it was just like with George, it's like he got arrested quick and you know all this stuff was just happening so quick so they just felt like they was getting justice so fast so they probably tried to like okay we're gonna protest a day or two and then that's that they didn't take it as 
serious, even though he was a kid and he didn't do anything wrong. And, you know, like, a lot of people didn't know, because some people, you could be like, who's, and you could tell them, like, oh, some, you know, Trayvon Martin, they could be like, oh, who's that? A lot of people don't know, because it wasn't recorded, it wasn't really on the internet, a lot of people wasn't talking about it. Right now, you hearing his name a lot, because of what's going on, they want everybody to mention all these people's names and stuff, but, you know, I felt like it should have happened from them, because he's a little kid. See, he was a kid. I think... And, it feels like now yeah. you're killing our kids, like, for no apparent reason. Like, understand the adults and what be going on with the cops and a lot of things and stuff. But that was a whole kid that, I guess, got justice because he was in and out of jail. I think he's still in jail now. But it was just like, I feel like he didn't really get justice. And then they paid his mom off a lot of money. So that was like a really, like, everybody didn't really know that so it's like she got a lot of money from the city because of that i think go, go ahead go, go ahead go ahead yeah it, the, yeah the whole the whole recording thing really does make a difference because honestly personally i didn't even know about um brianna taylor like i had to literally go look up the news report and everything to know about that because there was no video on her um being killed i had to literally research that myself so i feel like the whole and a lot of people did pass really away before ford and after him but it's like it's not a big thing because some things is not recorded so it's like 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 again i didn't know about brianna Taylor. i didn't know about her i either. think I had to do that on my and i'm gonna make this comparison to see if y'all catch it um Say you're reading a book. You read this book seven, eight times. You get this. You don't. You don't. It don't really move you that much, but you get it. Then they come out with a movie for that book, and it hits you completely different. Like, um, Trayvon Martin. We didn't see. We didn't see him getting killed. We don't know exactly what happened. It's all word of mouth and evidence. But with George, uh, we literally sat mm-hmm. and watched this dude get killed and cry out for his mother and everything. So. Right. I, I, I don't. I don't. I'm not using this word in a right. negative sense, but the theatrics of what what happened, it moves you a little. It moved you emotionally. And I, I answer. I ask right. a question to see if anybody, if anybody else caught that kid hit on it and everything. But the theatrics of it all, like imagine, she like she said with Breonna Taylor, imagine mm-hmm. if there was like a a security camera in their house, and you can mm-hmm. see the cops run up in their house and shoot her in her bed. It would made all the difference. Like right. It would have made a big difference. Like, it would've. Exactly. It's way more emotion. And, yeah, yeah. Seeing is believing, but exactly. and, and once again, I got I got I got I got police officer friends, I got home with us in the FBI. What I'm saying is I'm not saying, you know what I'm saying, black lives matter, definitely. But when did when why why when did we become so dangerous as a species? Like what when did this uproar come about? But I say all that to say this is like, okay, I say, I say so I, I do say blue lives matter, I do, but it's hard to point out a racist police officer. Hey, listen, oh, I'm glad you said that. I can't remember the verse in the Bible, and I've been I've been really digging into my Bible recently. There's we'll talk, a verse we'll in the Bible. It. I can't remember the actual verse, and. There was a hundred sheep. One sheep went to went away, and and, and the I, other sheep asked Jesus, like, "You, you don't care about us." He was like, "I love all y'all, but y'all don't need help right now. Just that one." 
I know, and listen, I know, I know exactly the story you're talking about. I'm not going right. to explain or go in depth about it, but um, basically, that was one of the people that actually questioned. Well, it was they used personification when they talked about the sheep, and you know, personification is getting an inanimate object. In this case, it would be an animal actually using English to talk to God. And the sheep was saying, why you don't care about us? Why you don't care about us? Same way David or Gideon questioned uh, God, why you, don't, why you don't care about us or why me or why me? But mm-hmm. I think the point, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think the point you're getting at with the 100 sheep is, is like why I stand out or why I don't stand out versus the same thing that happened to the last 99 sheep. Am I wrong? Yeah, it was that, and I think the point that was being made was, um, he said that I love all, I love all a hundred y'all the same, but the ninety nine don't need aren't, aren't in danger right now because you know wolves and stuff they're not going to attack a pack of sheep they they look for that one right. shot. So he said the ninety nine I love all a hundred, but the ninety nine don't need help. Right. It's that one, and just like we're saying with the all with the all lives, you you right, white people right. lives matter, Chinese people lives matter, but right now. Black people need the help. Black people are the ones who are da- who are in danger. Right. That's why I don't. I don't. I don't like when I, it just rubs me wrong when people say blue lives matter or all lives matter. Like, of course, everybody's life is supposed to matter, but you don't see us just going around killing cops. Just and that's a fact. Like, right. That's it j- j- that just doesn't happen like hand. that. It's really bad. Like, it's just like. It's just crazy because I mean, people that see it that way just really like I don't I mean, know what else to really tell a person for them to understand. Like right now, it's Black Lives Matter. Like you know, but people always be like, "Oh no, nobody care about nobody." Like we do, but we the one that's suffering. When it not even when it comes to our lives, when it comes to anything in life, we are the ones that's suffering. Dang. When it comes to jobs, when it comes to certain schooling and. You know what they put in our communities for us to just be like, okay, we have to fight to get up to the top, and even though we knock down and everything, we still have to keep on fighting and fighting to get where they are at, but still to be where they at, and still don't even be treated equally, even though you fought to get there. I mean, don't get me wrong, we always fight for equality, but like I go back to George Floyd, like in the video, not once. Was it displayed that he was incoherent with anything the officer was doing? And not one, because I, like I said, some of my police officer friends are black. My FBI friends also black. So her lives matter, then they lives matter. Like I said, all lives still matter. But not once was they taught during training to put your foot, I mean, your knee on someone's neck. Not once. So what was the proper cause? And it wasn't no proper cause. Now, I'd have heard a lot of, you know, conspiracy theories basically right. saying this is covering us up, you know what I'm saying? Well, putting context over our eyes or blinding us from the real truth or distracting us from what was really going on. That's what I've heard. But that's a conspiracy theory for another day because they said George Floyd was basically ready to die. Um, I, I, can, I kid you not, that is another story for another day, but I think y'all should really have my sister on here because she was just telling me about that, like how it probably was. He was sacrificed. It was a whole lot of conspiracy she was oh, telling me about. Definitely. Yeah. 
Oh Lord, they they always got always. Yeah, conspiracy I about somebody because I don't know thing. about it, but I think she would be good about it because that's the one who told me about it, and I'm just like, why would it be? You know, like, but. Ooh, well, I my brain reminds me that that's why I said I can't really touch up on that. Or really give my opinion because <laughs> yeah, man. Definitely. It's an evil world we live in. Yep. And nobody wants to be scared to keep explaining to our young sons and daughters how to act when authority it's you know when you in authority period whatever it could be there's no right or wrong on how you're supposed to explain mm-hmm. to your child explain to your child what's really going on and stuff yeah that's the sad part I feel so bad about like people who have little kids or whatever that really gotta sit and tell mm-hmm. their kids like okay this is what you do this is what you don't do like that we, we, we shouldn't have to go through that like the police are there to help us not to kill us and I do like with the whole police thing I understand the whole mm-hmm. oh um basically birds of a feather flock together if you are in a precinct and you know that one cop could be racist or is doing something wrong. I feel like that you should say something. You should speak up. But then I also do understand right. that, you know, we all know all cops true. aren't bad. We all know cops. that. True. And, and, and this this what I hate about this is what I hate about like people that are racist. Because I, I like to use the uh, I like to use the example of the eggs. Sometimes you have brown color eggs and you have white color eggs, but once I crack them open and put them in that skillet, still they look they look the exact same. It's still eggs. And this is what I like. Okay, uh, and I don't mean to sound racist or stereotypical when I say it, but I go give blood. My name is Brandon. I go give blood to a hospital, but Billy Bob also go give blood, and they and 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 and. and Tom needs blood, but I match up with Tom, but Billy don't. What I'm saying is, you don't know what mm-hmm. blood or what color skin that blood came from. I'm black, but just because I'm black, do you not want my blood because you need it? I bet, I bet any type of money, if you be like, this blood came from a black man, but you need this blood because he match up, he can be like, you come on, dog, what you waiting on? So how can you be racist, dog? Like. And like I said, I said right. in the previous podcast, we talked about the fact that like white people envy us and they sleep want to be us with the tan and, and the, the, the uh, light, the lipo, the uh, butt injections, the lips, the hips, the tits, the everything because our mm-hmm. genetic bill. So I say I didn't say this. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? When I can't, all right, I'm done. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, it's true. <laughs> like, no matter how well you put it, whatever. I'm weak. You're absolutely right. Why can't we? 
at the end of the day, we all different colors, shapes, size, but we all the same. Most definitely. I feel you. I feel you. Well, um, I was I think Barrett's having technical difficulties. I don't know. It happens when somebody keeps calling your phone. It kind of messes it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I was I I think Barrett's have some technical difficulties, and I don't want to be the one to just be so long winded. Um, I'm I'm very spiritual. Mm-hmm. So I asked a question. It's like in the proverb, "What so what so is a man if he gain the world but loses his soul?" Mm, can you repeat that again? <laughs> what so a man profit if he gains the world but loses his soul? You can't. Once you lose your soul, you can't sell your soul to the devil. But mm-hmm. if some people believe it's heaven on earth. They believe this is it, right? So, but, so the people that believe it, so the people that believe this is it, this is their, this is their heaven on earth. They don't believe in the afterlife. So their standards and virtues that they live by, they, they all they know is just history. So if this been working and this been working and this been working, why fix something that ain't broke? True. But then I, t- but I also tell them that you can't fill up a cracked glass. Well, all right. That's something um to think about. Once you sell your soul, there's no coming back from that. No coming back from that at all because it's like you when you oh you lose so much in that time frame because now you when people don't agree to what you're doing, you're cutting them off. You doing you cutting a lot of people off. You distance yourself. You do, you, when you get when you sell your soul, you become alone unless you come cool with the other people that already sold their souls. So you just around that type of crowd because you can't. You're not gonna be. I'm not. I don't know about else, but I'm not. I don't want to be around somebody that sold their soul because they would do anything. If they say, "Oh, they gotta send me off somewhere," what's bubble fuck? Just cause they gonna do it because. They don't really care. As long as it's getting to where they at and the money is right and they at the top, they don't care about nobody else but they self. So once you sell your soul, there's no coming back. What's popping, everybody? This Bear from For The Culture. I want y'all to tune in to Four Year Ears Only, a podcast brought to you by a black woman that go by the name of Dee Bree. She talks about any and everything that involves our black community and is the epitome of an unapologetic black woman. So if y'all want raw and real, but still want a safe place to be 100% judgment-free, four-year ears only is the place where you need to be at. Check it out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Black. Here we back. Um, We want to give a, like I said, we want to give a shout-out. Um, Muff, our guest, she can't, she had to go. So, we you know, thank her for being on the show with us. It was a good conversation. It was a good talk. She brought some valid points. Some um some good additions to the conversation. Um so we get into the point of the show where you know we interact with, with our listeners specifically. We take some questions. Um I think Mac had a question he wanted to pose. So, you know, go ahead, bro. Um 
the question that was brought to my attention was why is it that um, fathers get put on child support for fair relationships instead of being a failed father? Mm. Woo! That's heavy. And that's big. That's heavy. That's heavy. That's heavy as what they said. What T.I. said? That's heavy as the crown. Yeah, that's heavy. That's heavy. Um, mm. Hmm. Kid, you want to go? You a woman. You can dig into the mindset of a woman who's scorned, as they say. Um, Nothing like a woman scorned. My, I mean, not my situation, but with my dad and everything. When um my mom got pregnant with me, they were together, but then around the time um she had my brother, that's when they had broke up. But my dad got put on child support because he was a, a um what would you say a failed father father <laughs> but <laughs> i do understand that some women put their baby daddies on child support in spite because they mad that they're not in a relationship anymore they met the uh dad that moved on got another uh girlfriend wife whatever so i do understand there are situations like that but that shouldn't happen. That's that that is messed up. That's messed up. Oh, definitely. Because like I said, uh Beth said once before, he said I, I don't know how which way he put it, but he was like, Everybody can't be a dad. He said everybody can be a anybody can be a father, but everybody can't be a dad. Right. Or maybe it was vice versa. But I say I had to say this. Like women are spiteful. And I hate to say it because like don't get me wrong, it's a lot of guys that don't want to step up to the plate and be that father, mm-hmm. but it's also a lot of women that don't want that man to be that father for their child, which is just so oblivious to the fact that, like, why you don't want this man to be in this child's life? Yeah. Because you need both. Yeah, there, yeah. I, I, agree. I said it before, you need a tender love and care, but you also need that tough love from that father. Mm-hmm. Because either way, either way it goes between the mama and the daddy, whether y'all got problems, whether y'all in love, blah, 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 all that trickles down to the child. The child going to remember everything. I know this for a fact because there's a thing that it happened. She's an advocate. She's an advocate. I absolutely am, and I still remember. So everything that they do, it does have a, um, a domino effect. That makes sense. And do you think that do you think that boil down to generation curses? Um, it could in a way. Yeah, yeah. In my 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 opinion, I think that definitely starts generation curses. Yeah, it could. Single parent house on to single parent house on to single parent house on till somebody raise up and break the chains. Because one of my favorite quotes is, "Chains of a habit are too light to feel before they're too strong to break." Mm-hmm. So you will find yourself repeating the same prior, repeating the same actions, or, or or the same history, or just history repeating itself over and over again before somebody finally stand up and break the chain. Right. Because because uh, they call it a twenty twenty uh, is twenty twenty hindsight. Mm-hmm. So you will look back on the situation that happened to you in the past and see how would you change it back then. Now don't get me wrong. The same situation could happen to you, but 
it won't be the same situation back then. What I'm saying is you can't go back in time and change it, but you can change the future. Right. Because ain't no better time than the present. So you know what happened in the past. What are you going to do to change it going forward? Right. So I say I didn't say this, man. Let that man. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I my bad. I think I got cut off. But uh, I say I say all that to say this: let that child, let that let that man be in that uh that, that child's uh life. Because I'm gonna tell you like this: you think you hurting him, the father? You hurting that kid? Thank you. You hurting the child? Thank you. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. You hurting that mm-hmm. kid, and you gotta remember, like the child didn't ask to be in that situation. The child, the child has nothing to do with what you and the father have going on. It's still your your responsibility as a mother or as a father, but we talking about women. So as a mother, to allow that child to have the father in a life, like if the father want to be there and you you tight because the father don't want you, like you got to get over your personal demons and let that man be with his kid. Ooh, facts. Because if he want to be there, he gonna be there. But if he don't, woo child. Because I can tell you now, there's plenty of women out here that wish their baby father would do something for their kid. Absolutely. Plenty. Dude, I'm um, 20, about to be 21, and my daddy just now figuring it out, okay? <laughs> it make a difference, man. It make a big difference. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I didn't, I don't have any, uh, questions from, from, and it's been a slow week, you know, it's, it's been a real slow week. Um, very slow. And, we, you know, we, we got a little, I don't want to say sloppy, but life got the best of us. You know, Akia started going back to work. Everybody getting back in the loop of their normal life. So we missed a couple of days with some episodes, but we back on it. You know, we're going we gonna to get it right. We're back on it. So we're going to come to y'all, like we say, every Wednesday and Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern time with these episodes. Um, me and Brother Mac, we finna get back on these barbershop talks. We do another one. That first one did numbers, and it, it, was, a, it was a lot of positive feedback. Um it was a lot of positive feedback, so we're gonna get back on that. But um, man, like as always, I'm Barry. I got Mac with me. It's good, peoples. And we got Kia with us. Yellow. <laughs> and this is for the culture podcast by us for us. We're gonna get at y'all next week. Let's go.